Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. Want to send a shout out going out to our sponsors, Race Greg Motors. Of course, they are down there on Gray Street. Wonderful to have you all join us once again. Anyway, we welcome uh, as part of our uh, show, we have with us as usual our man, Ra Walker. Morning, bro. Yeah, good morning, bro. Good morning, JT from across the ditch. And I hear uh, congrats are in order, Kissy. Was it or was it not your 100th yeah. birthday yesterday? No, it wasn't the 100th, mate. <laughs> it wasn't no, I know. 100. I know. Even though sometimes you can get that illusion that you are hitting 101, but no, all good, bro. All good. <laughs> oh, thanks for that, there. Yeah, it Ra. could be the maturity of the rest of your co hosts who through the show, maybe. Who knows? Indeed. Anyway, also joining us, who usually joins us from across the ditch, however, um, today he's joining us from down there in Wellington. Mm. We have our man, JT, Jason Tafifirangi. Morena, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, hang on. Let's just get back to what Ra said. Uh, <laughs> so, you're 100, Keith. You don't look a day of 115, mate. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Happy birthday, bro. Yeah, coming to you from the capital of uh, our beautiful nation, Pōneke to Whanganui Ātara this morning. Uh, a bit cooler than what I'm used to, but uh, it's always good to be back on the mothership. Indeed. Man, I tell you what, though, it gets cold down there, man. It gets cold down there, eh? Oh, Kathy, look, I'll tell you, compared to where JT's from, you know, yes. where it's just about uh, hot every day, you mm. know, coming back here to old it must be a bit of a, uh, not just a cultural shock, but a, a weather shock as well, because, yeah. Mind you, it hasn't been too bad here in G-Town. It's usually colder this time of the yes. year, but the weather's just been a little bit on the silly side. Yeah, a bit of rain, and mm. but still kind of warm-ish yeah. for, for New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, not as cold as it usually yeah. is, so I'm sure, you know, Jack will be uh, sort of chomping at the bits to get back into the into that warm weather from across the ditch, yeah? Yeah, no, no, no matter how uh, cold it is, uh, though, AJT, it always is lovely to be home, though, isn't it? Oh, well, you know, the warmth of the people makes up for the coldness of the, of the climate, and it, it is mm. a bit cool, cooler this morning, boys, if my knees are sort of going, what's going on here? Other other. <laughs> Body bodily parts so of not the usual happy self, and you know, I've got goosebumps and all the rest of it. But look, I'm, I'm lying in bed at my grandmother's house, and uh, look, yeah, like I said, lovely to be home. Always lovely to be home. So uh, yeah, just make the most of it for the week that we're here, and then uh, we'll get back get back to the sunshine uh, next week. So what brings you back uh, back, back home uh, these ways, anyway? Um... Well, what brought me here, Keith, was a very misdirected Virgin Airlines <laughs> flight. Uh, we Left Brisbane at uh, half past seven the other night. We were due to land in Wellington here at uh, 25 past 12 yesterday morning. Unfortunately, due to old Tafiri Martia not playing ball, uh, we had to... Oh, I'm not going to imitate the Samoan apologise, <laughs> but, you know, the Samoan accent is, is quite, uh, yes. quite quite humorous. So we tried three times to land in Wellington, and then, uh, unfortunately, we couldn't do it. So he jumped on the PA and said we possibly could be returning to... Um, and there was a loud chorus echoing two words and the second one was off. I'm not going to say the first word. Uh, so we circled around, did a few laps and ended up going to Auckland. So we got to Auckland at about uh, half past two, I think it was. And then there was a kerfuffle at uh, Auckland Airport because all the customs staff had gone home and it went you back until four o'clock. Right. So we sat on the plane, um, you know, amusing ourselves and basically just, you know, giving advice to all the people involved. <laughs> and then it eventually got offloaded and uh, shot across to domestic and you know they'd already booked us on a New Zealand flight so we left uh, Auckland yesterday morning at 6.30 got to Wellington at 7.30 and yeah it's been a big few hours had a bit of sleep and so I did watch Thursday night's game and I watched the Warriors last night and mm-hmm. I was too tired to watch the Tigers Cowboys but I see the Tigers got up by a point 
Um, yeah, so mate, yeah, bit of a mission to get here, but yeah, like I said before, it's always good to be back home. Isn't it always? And I'll tell you what, the games that have happened so far this week, though, very, that must have been very good games. Now, obviously, because I didn't watch the, the Sharks-Raiders, that was also a close game, wasn't it? Uh, 22-20 to the Raiders, eh? I did see the highlights of that, uh, and it looked like the um, Raiders jumped out to a huge lead uh, down on their home ground. Always hard to beat down there, but then Cronulla came back at them, but you know, the camera side close enough to hang on uh, with a two-point win. Mm. And, of course, the Warriors. Now, um, <laughs> man, it wasn't a very convincing win for the Warriors, but at we'll least it, it was a win. We'll yes, it. at least it was a win. But, uh, yeah. What, what, what... Actually, strange enough, I think before the show, I was saying I was, I was pretty fortunate in terms of sport. Uh, three good wins for, for three of my picks from the Raptors to the Highlanders mm. uh, to the New Zealand Black Sox, and I forgot to make mention of the Warriors, but that's what happens when consistency and losing from a team and then when they do win, you just sort of, I don't know, you, you don't know whether to sort of, uh, you know, wipe your head, scratch your head or whatever yes. and figure out what the heck's going on. But uh, we'll take that one, Casey, and hopefully it's uh, more, many more to come. Well, I certainly, on Wednesday when we were talking, I certainly picked the Warriors as well. Mm. Uh, I, I, you know, well, why not? You know, why not? They were ex- I expected them to win against the Storm last week uh, there, eh, um, uh, JT? But, well, you're in, a, you're in a club of one league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed I was. Indeed I was. Oh, no, didn't you join me? I think you were saying the same, similar things. However, oh, I think you were using that reverse were, psychology. They got blown away. They, were, they did. They and then did. Last night, they, you know, there's a saying, it's better to win ugly than to lose pretty. So mm. they definitely won ugly last night. But it was a yeah, funny sort of game. I think actually the Warriors got done it a few times in the calls there, but good enough to come back in the end. But perhaps, you know, the Warriors, uh, sorry, the Titans losing uh, Tyro and Peachy and Jai Arrow, you know, which, mm. and they since left them with 15 men. Yeah. You know, so, you know, maybe that, that came to, True. Back to bite them on the backside in the end there. But, you know, the Warriors good enough to win, and, you know, two points is two points. So, yeah, hopefully, they take that and move on, and maybe it could be, you know, the catalyst to turn their season around. Now, uh, um, Adam Blair was able to notch up his 300th um, NRL uh, game. <laughs> what did you reckon about his performance there, bro? Actually, I thought he was quite quiet, uh, to be honest, Keith, until right at the end there when he put that... Uh, yes. Let's call so- it an indiscretion. There's other things you could call it, but they're not you know, suitable to, for the... For the- well, our lovely family show would have you know, lots of kids listen to us. So, hello, kiddies. <laughs> Don't you do what Uncle Adam Blair did last night. No. Well, you know, and, and I, I don't know, he, he's just become famous or infamous, I suppose, for, for putting on these late shots, for giving away penalties. I mean, and, and once that was uh, given up, I mean, my gosh, he, it, it really piled the pressure on his teammates, didn't it? Especially once he got, uh, you know, Sinbin, he got, you know, a good old early rest there, and yeah, it didn't really help, did it, um, JT? No, not at all. And luckily, you know, the 12 remaining soldiers were good enough to hang on. So mm. I think looking forward, I think he, he could be in a bit of trouble there because he's got a bit of, uh, shall we yes. say, he's got a bit of form, a bit of history and then that sort of yeah. thing. So, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, could he have pulled out possibly, but because it's Adam Blee, he's got that yeah. stigma about him. So I think he might go for a, maybe a, a one or two week holiday for that. Okay, fair enough. And that is fair enough, eh, Ra? I reckon, eh? Oh, well, it is. It's the nature of the beast. And you know, a lot of those Warriors players will be 
kind of on duty with uh, with the Kiwis. There's a uh, have their, their, their big uh, grudge match against the Tonga this coming mm. weekend, I think. Um, so you know, I suppose a win uh, was nothing less than, than what they needed to. Uh, I don't know, just to give them a bit of momentum, a bit of confidence. As we know, the Warriors are one of those finicky teams, and uh, you know they just so many, myself included. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll take the win by hook or by crook and uh, hopefully it's a sign of many more to come. But, hey, this is the Warriors we're talking about and uh, inconsistency is their middle name. So, you know, I can probably expect a few more big losses before they take another scalp. They've got some really good players. I mean, nonetheless, hey, uh, the Warriors being the Warriors and, as you said, consistency certainly is something that they lack in a, in a big way. But, uh, hey, Ra, um they still, there are still good players in that team, though, isn't there? Well, they've always had, uh, you know, some good lineups in the past, Keith, right up until now. But uh, you know, even even in terms of coaching staff, they've had some uh, some some good leaders, sort of, uh, you know, at the top there. But I don't know what it is. Uh, I, you know, a lot a lot of sporting purist pundits would say it's that mentality thing, it's that psychology thing, which we see in so many other successful teams like the Storm, the Crusaders. You know, it's it's, it's it's more than just playing on the field. It's also having your mind right and uh, making sure that, uh, you know, you do perform weekend in, weekend out with that consistency that you know your players are capable of, uh, of, of achieving. But, yeah, sadly, the Warriors, I don't know, I, I call it the Polynesian factor, Keith. The, you know, that's mm. the sense of the game. And uh, before you know it, they can go from heroes to zeros in a matter of a week. Now, um, I, I don't know if you've heard about this... Um uh, their uh, JT, but there are there is a rumor. I'm not sure how how substantial it could be, but there is a rumor that Solomon Akata, uh could be uh, going off to the Storm, or the Storm are looking at getting him. Um, I'm not sure if that's the actual true rumor, but um, it certainly is an interesting one. What do, what do you reckon um, there, JT? Well, uh, we all know, boys, that cutter cutter is the Māori word for laugh, and I'm having a laugh at that one. So, look, yeah, uh, mate, if it's true, then, then perhaps Craig Bellamy's seen something that no one else can see. Uh, I don't think we've got any weaknesses in the centre, which is where, in the centres rather, which is where he plays. So, yeah, it could be one of those ones. Just someone started up a rumour just to see how far it'll go, and now we've you know added fuel to the fire by venturing it here. But you know, if he if he comes along, we'll, we'll welcome him with. Um... No, he won't. We don't want him. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, who knows? They might be looking at chucking him in the forward somewhere, but then get his too lazy a defender to, to cover the middle of the field. So, ah, uh, look, like I said, if Craig Bellamy's seen something that no one else could see, then they could work with it. <laughs> with it but, oh, yeah, it's, I did see that uh, floating around, and uh, it's probably started by the old mate Keith flying around the corner <laughs> Your namesake, he's probably the one that started. He goes, I'll get this prick, this storm supporting to it. I'll, I'll start a ring with it. They're getting. Interesting game was the West Tigers Cowboys. Um, such a close game too, twenty seven twenty six. What did you reckon there, um, uh, JT? Uh, yeah, I didn't haven't seen the game, Keith. I just watched a few of the highlights this yep. morning, and it looked like the Tigers got out to a bit of a big lead. Mm. Mm. And then um, yeah, well the Cowboys must have come back because I don't know if it went to Golden Point or if the Tigers sort of would put a field goal in earlier to get that uh, one point victory, but. Uh, yeah, poor old Cowboys. I thought they were starting to find some 
find their feet last week and uh, had some couple of good results go their way. But last night, obviously, uh, not good enough to get the win against the Tigers. The Tigers are sort of an enigma. You don't know what you're going to get. A bit like the Warriors, but uh, yeah, no, they got uh, mm, two points. Maybe Benji Marshall uh, with his you know, naming in that Kiwi yep. squad thought he'd better show his wares. And uh, yeah, no, good, good on the Tigers. I don't mind the Tigers. They're, they're a good side, and uh, so yeah, we're good on them. It was great to hear about Benji um, getting selected at least for the extended um, uh, team for the Kiwis in that match against uh, Tonga. What What are your thoughts there, JT? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we spoke all fair, Keith, whether, whether he actually makes the play in the final 17 or not, but if he's around and mm. around the squad, he can lend his expertise. For sure. His experience, and I think he might have had a few issues with previous coach Steve Cooney. Yeah. And, of course, the, the new coach is Michael Maguire, also his club coach, so Maguire can see his, uh, his, his, his skills and his preparation and everything else to do with the game on a weekly basis. So I think that's definitely worked in Benji's favour. But, mate, I, I should, I've said he should have been in there for... Yes. You know, for at least three or four years ago, yeah. Steve Cooney needed to pull his head in. But, yeah. you know, good to see him back. And like I said, if he doesn't make the 17, he can still be there around that squad, you know, sharing his expertise, his wealth and knowledge with the other boys. Absolutely. What do you reckon, Ra? Oh, yes, JT says uh, it's good having a man like uh, Benji who's been there, done that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good encouragement and inspiration uh, for those younger players in the side coming through because, you know, you, they look at Benji as, as a role model, as a lot of, you know, footy players do, and, uh, you know, you can't go far, even if he's not playing, just, just by having him within the environment, hopefully, um, adds to the psychology of the performance of the players, and, uh, you know, it can only be a good thing. It's a bit sad when you hear about the internal conflicts between coach and players, but you get that on a lot of cage now. And, uh, you know, when it comes to these big games, you just got to sort of brush it aside if you can and, and be the true professional that you are. But, no, I reckon Benji, he can uh, hopefully add that, uh, add that uh, little bit of something for, for the for the side. And, uh, you know, it's definitely got to be a, a good thing rather than a, a negative point. Agreed. Right. Um, the, I think the best game, the game of the weekend uh, in the, in this round, I think will be uh, today, AJT, the Storm and the Knights. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, it's one uh, against four, Keith, and the Knights, uh, you know, they've what, six in a row they've won mm. up against my side of the Storm who are on a bit of a purple patch of their own. Yeah. Um, I think the, the fact that it's in Melbourne should suit our side, uh and, and the fact that they're used to the big pressure, you know, high-intensity games could also go in their favour. So, you know, no disrespect to the Knights. They've done well to get back into the season and to get to where they are today. But, uh, you know, 3 o'clock today, New Zealand time, I'll be watching it. Hopefully I'll try and get hold of your uncle to see what he's up to and we'll watch it together. Right. And, um, you know, you'll use me, no doubt, for not going to see the Warriors game with him last night. But I think the Storm, uh, and maybe, you know, maybe a 10-point margin. Okay. Rabbitohs, uh, Panthers there, uh, JT? Yeah, tough one. The Rabbitohs are missing the Burgess boys and a couple of others. So I think the Panthers, who also showed a bit of improvement, get the, get the lollies there, boys. Mm. And the Eels and the Broncos uh, later on tonight. Yeah, Broncos uh, got rolled with the Titans last week, and the Eels, you don't know, they're like a mixed bag of lollies. Put your hand in, you don't know what you're going to pull out. So, oh, mate, I don't know. Toss the court on that one. Well, the Broncos, because they're at home. The Broncos, okay. Yeah, fair enough, eh? Uh, you know, because uh, honestly, it is hard to work out where the Broncos are going to be um, for, for you know, at the end of the competition. And it's been such a topsy-turvy sort of season for them, isn't it? Well, more, more turvy, I suppose. 
Yeah, definitely more TV than Topsy. I think uh, <laughs> there's sort of three distinct groups at the moment. There's a sort of sides that are in the top five. Yeah. And there's sides that are six to about 10th through 11th, and then from 12th onwards, you might as well you yeah. know, start preparing for next year. So, and, the, and both these sides, the Broncos and the Eels, are in that middle group. So, mate, it's, it just depends on who turns up you know, yeah. prepared to play the best. I think we'll get the win, but I think the Broncos just. Okay. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff indeed. Well, I guess we can talk about, you know, next weekend, I think it's on a Friday, where uh, Tonga come over to play against um, the Kiwis. Uh, You've got to be looking forward to that, AJT? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a grudge match. You know, they they beat us and beat us quite convincingly in the World Cup a couple of years back. So, um, yeah, and they they deservedly won. So, look, it's a chance for all us proud uh, black and white Kiwis of we fans to try and get one back against them, and uh, you know, they'll, be, they'll be full of confidence. They've named a pretty strong side the old time, and uh, as have we. But uh, yeah, I, I just hopefully because you know the Red Army's going to turn up to support their team. Hopefully, yep. you know there'll be a few black and white jumpers in the crowd as well. What do you reckon of that game that's coming up, uh, Ra? Oh yeah, I think it's going to be uh, you know a, a grudge match for the Kiwis. Uh, Kiwi, I think uh, they may be too strong this time around. I think. Uh, you know, that they know what it's like to kind of be on that losing end, especially against Tonga, you know, a team that they used to just sort of uh, roll over in many years gone past. But uh, they won't be taking um, the Reds for granted this time around. I think they'll have their, their game wits about them. But uh, one thing I like about the, the clash, this clash, is just the overwhelming support from the, the Tongan Red Army. You know, their supporters come out like, like you know, they're some of the best supporters I've ever seen for the, mm. for the game. And, mm. uh, you know, it's fantastic to see. But... I just hope that doesn't count against uh, you know our boys Kiwis, but no, I, I think we're going to be uh, too strong. And I, I mean, in the literal sense, I mean they're going to go out there and, and you know trash Tonga, but I think they will definitely come away with a win. But um, going to be some big hits, Kitty. That's why we like watching these games. Uh, you know, our Polynesian cousins, they'll, they'll be turning up, and if they don't lose, they're going to sort of damage a few Kiwi bodies in the process. I think last year, AJT, I think last year, the Kiwis certainly didn't take Tonga lightly in their preparation, in the lead-up to that game. And, and that's my opinion. They just weren't good enough to beat them. Well, what do you reckon? Yeah, on the day, we just weren't good enough. And, um, you know, we had a lot of defections in that World Cup. Mm. A lot of the boys went and played for Tonga and, and Samoa, as they're entitled to do, uh, you know. So, you know, fair enough. And then last year, they... Uh, you know, Tonga played Australia, they weren't good enough in that game. So that's sort of... And New Zealand had beaten Australia the week before. So, yeah. Look, I think with the new regime under, under Madge Maguire, I do think we'll go into this as favourites, but you know, Ra touched on the crowd support that they get, and that could be a... a, you know, a Telling factor. A, yeah. a defining factor. Mm. So, look, uh, hopefully you know, all the Kiwi supporters, all the ones that are two to do to our cause are there, you know, with their jerseys on and their in full voice, because we're going to need to be, because definitely, you know, Tonga will... Have a lot yes. of supporters turn up to that game, and let's just hope that the boys can concentrate, focus, and uh, get the job done. We've got a good side there, as have they, but I just think, well, I, I think, I hope more than anything that we can get the job done. Yes, absolutely. Uh, if there are any weaknesses, where would it be? Maybe the halves, perhaps for Tonga? Yeah, so they've named uh, Tui Boala Lolo here, ex warrior, mm. as one of the halves. I'm unsure who the other half will be, maybe John Asiata. Uh, from the Cowboys, yes. but, uh, you know, no specialist halfback as such. Yeah. Lolo here, look, I touched on him on a mixed bag on Lolo's early, with it. you don't know what you're going to get with him either. You know, he's a good yeah. footballer, but I think his best position is out wider at fullback 
right. or on the weekend. I don't think he's got the game management to drive a side around the paddock. Yeah. Especially, you know, a, a big, big game like this. And I think uh, that's where we could have the edge over. The forwards cancel each other out. Yeah. Most of the, the other backs. But uh, certainly in the halves, Togger haven't named a uh, specialist halfback. Yeah, I mean... I guess you could say, well, I wouldn't say we're overly light in the halves ourselves. I mean, with with experienced guys like uh, Foran and also um, Sean Johnson uh, coming back into the fold, eh? Yeah, and add into that, uh, Marshall and, and Nicolima. So we've got uh, some, some good halves there. A little, you know, uh, just be a bit of getting those combinations sorted mm. out. They've got a week to do that before yes. the game. And uh, yeah, look, I think that's definitely a, a stronger. Uh, part of our game in terms of the Kiwi side that we have over the Toggins as the halves. Yeah. That could be where we, uh, you know, get the win. Yeah. So you must be also looking forward to that game, eh, uh, Ra? Hopefully the boys getting a bit, should be able to get a bit of de- uh, redemption, you reckon? Well, we'd, we'd like to see their Kiwi, but look, you know, on, on the other side of the coin, I'd like to say, Dan, it's good for Minos, so-called Minos like Tongan and to, you know, secure wins against the, the, the top so-called flight teams of, uh, of rugby league, even though as much as it pains us, and, you know, sort of hurts me to say it. But um, for the sport in general, it's good to see those little countries come through and, um, you know, sort of put the boot into us, uh, literally on the scoreboard and on the field. But um, when I looked at their team on paper, the, the Kiwi side, uh, they've got a, quite a quite a well-balanced um, unit there. So I, I hope, you know, that wealth of experience and youth sort of comes to the fore because, you know, that's where it matters. It doesn't matter who you play for, where you come from, um, how great you are. It all sort of, uh, you know, it's on the day and it's on the field. So if they can play together instead of like how they, they had patchy performances in the past, I think they'll just um, dominate Tonga. But, you know, I, I keep referring to those big hits that our Polynesian cousins can see. They're not going to just sort of let them stroll over the line. They're going to, they're going to be, you know, doing those uh, those wonderful sort of uh, shoulderless tackles. And uh, you know, why we like watching the the, the physical attributes and nature of, of, of the game. Um, it's going to be a cracker. I, I hope they turn on a spectacle for all the fans, not just the millions of Tongan fans that'll be there in support, but uh, you know, all the kids sort of. Uh, sitting back watching, but uh, no, um, my money's on, on the Kiwi boys. Yeah. Uh, last year, hey, um, JT, I- I'll be honest, I mean, I wasn't overly shocked that Tonga were able to beat um, New Zealand in the World Cup. What really shocked me, though, was when they got beaten by Fiji. I, I didn't think that that could happen at all, but it did, <laughs> to the shock of most New Zealand supporters. Hey, yeah, and that's you know that's the, that's the embarrassment, which is the way the house folded was like a house of cards. Um, mm. They just didn't look interested, and in, in the Fijians, you know, big ups to them. They were good enough to get the job done on the day, and, uh, and I, I, mate, that was embarrassing. That was totally embarrassing, and no disrespect to the Fijian brothers yeah. out there because you know they they also put forward a good side, and almost you know in, in the past have been quarter finalists. Yeah. Uh, sorry, semi-finalists, in yeah. fact, and, uh, you know, they, they deserve to win on the day. So it's all about, you know, getting some, restoring some pride and some mana back of that jersey, which uh, they did a little bit last year when we beat Australia Yeah, in, in that one-off match. So, look, hopefully that continues, and, and uh, Michael Wagwai is a, a good coach. He's won a premiership at South Sydney, so he worked under Craig Mallaby for a few years, and look, uh, hopefully he can uh, restore some of that uh, integrity into our jersey and, and get some of those disillusioned supporters to get their bums on some seats. Whenever the boys are playing. Absolutely. Anyway, on that note, we go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this.
On behalf of the full-timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full time. Welcome along to our second session here on Full Time. Want to send a shout out also once again going out to our sponsors, Race Greg Motors. They're down there on Gray Street. Go and check them out. Also want to send a big um, happy birthday going out to Jenny Rangihuna. Koka Jenny uh, from Kimihia Kohangareo. Big uh, happy birthday going out to you. Right, we get into our next session here. I guess talking about rugby, of course, your uh, Highlanders ending off their season on a big win against the Waratahs there, eh, Ra? Well, yeah, Keithy. I mean, uh, like my other team, the Chiefs, they mm. had that uh, mathematical kind of equation to do to, to try and make uh, the playoffs. But, you know, some teams have just left it a little bit too late. And uh, But, hey, in saying that, we'll, we'll, we'll take the victory. Uh, a good one for the men from down south there. Uh, yep. But uh, as I say, I think, uh, you know, it's time to prepare for 2020. Yes, indeed. As it is with the Chiefs too, they had a couple of extra weeks in order to prepare, I suppose, because they knew that their season was done. <laughs> but they came away with quite a big win against the Rebels um, last night as well, over there in Aussie. Uh, so, um, yeah, both of your teams at least end off their season with big wins, eh? Yeah, but you know, as you know, because you know, too little, too late. There was just too much going against uh, both teams, and, and a lot of teams in their position. Like you know, they had to sort of uh, wait for the results of uh, the other sides, and it gets a little bit messy. And uh, you know, they've only got themselves to blame for not starting, you know, well from scratch, which is the name of the game in any sport, I believe. You know, if you can set the foundation earlier on in the seasons, and, and it just makes it 
kind of easier for your your strike to the top. So if any other um, losses or any issues happen during mid-season onwards, at least you've sort of you know got a few scalps or a few wins under your belt. But sadly, yeah, my two teams um, back to the drawing board. But uh, you know, not a loss for, for for New Zealand uh, sides. As, as we know, I think the Crusaders are, are definitely the big favourites again to. Uh, to take the title, I'm sure Reno will be uh, will be happy. I'm not too sure about your Hurricanes there. They're you in. see they've got uh, the the no, as well as the, the Blues, eh? No, no, they're in. The Hurricanes are definitely in. Oh, okay. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're on on the points table. They're above every other team um, except the Crusaders. So they've got to be in. Surely, surely so that's how the table that, works. Put a line for the Hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> you just killed them, Keith. Well done. <laughs> no, well, they're certainly in. They they should be in. I mean, I can't see how they could not be in. So we've got well, well, certainly, uh, definitely, they should be. <laughs> well, I hope uh, because no, they are, I, I hope the Blues can sort of, you know, to the top of them just to just end this. Top of them? What do you mean, top of them? Oh, today you mean? Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay. What do, you know, so that they can uh, get a little bit of pride? Okay. Well, uh, the, the the Chiefs were never going to uh, get... Uh, well, to be honest, though, the Highlanders did a, a real big favour for somebody else because um, by beating the Rebels in such a bad way, because the Rebels actually had a chance of getting into the playoffs, well, getting smashed by the uh, Chiefs um, last night in a big way obviously meant that they, this season's done. So uh, at least we can say thanks to the Chiefs for that. Um who would get in? Maybe, maybe the Bulls. Yeah, probably the Bulls. Yeah, looks like oh, well, it's going to be like the Bulls. I'll tell you either way. Um, you know, as I may mention earlier, um, once you leave the two mathematical equations, mm. uh, no matter what team you support, then it starts to get a little bit sort of nitpicky, and you know, um, it gets ugly. And uh, you know, you're happy if if you do sneak in, and and you're not if you don't. Yeah. But um, as much as I said, I think the the Crusaders are going to. Uh, the favourites to take it out this year. I think uh, watch out for that Haguaris team. The Haguaris, man. Come ahead in leaps and bounds. Oh, and haven't they? Have they watched? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's probably a testimony to the to the tournament itself. You know, it's, it's really improved their rugby tenfold. So, uh, you know, I think watch them. Um, I hope they can cause a few upsets along the way. Well, they're the, best uh, in, they're the best in the South African mm. Conference. So, you know, they're definitely into their... This will be the first time that they've ever made the... Um, Playoffs, uh, yeah, and, and I saw them. Uh, I forget which uh, it was last week, and I was on the South African teams they played, I think. And, and the way they, they, they took them apart, the way they, yes. they got the victory was very calculated yeah. and, and very kind of it reminded me of uh, all that New Zealand rugby, you know, it was very yeah. professional. It's not like how they used to be 10 plus years ago where they were just like a, a touch team, you know, they'd throw the ball around and just hope for the best. But, but you know, since then, um, and under their coaching and and, and the like, they've sort of come ahead in leaps and bounds, and they're playing a more structured game, which is which is sort of, uh, you know, proving to, to work for them because we know they've got that Latin South American feel, like like a lot of Māori and Polynesian players have, but yep. you need that consistency and the structure and nature of the game to sort of bring all that talent in and harness it so it's not sort of, you know, willy-nilly and, and all over the place, and that, that's how they're playing out, which is why I believe they're sort of, you know, winning rugby against some of the big teams. Now, the Hurricanes are, are going up against the Blues. I know that you're going for the... Um, obviously, you're going for the Blues there, eh, um, Ra? 
Oh yeah, you know the Kazi Leon, the Rangi McDonald's, uh, you know one of the early season people blues, and uh, you know he's sort of telling too much over the next few years for the for the side. He's seen a lot of young players who he believes uh, can step up to the mark. You know, maybe not this year, but uh, in years to come. So yeah, and uh, against your team, Keith, I always got to back the other side. Indeed, you do. Uh, they're actually playing down in your neck of the woods uh, for a change um, there, eh, JT? They're going to be playing down there in Wellington, but obviously you won't be able to watch oh, that's, 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 I'll tell you, that's the reason I came home, Keith. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I had no idea, sorry. I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, uh, it should be a good game. Well, it'll be an interesting game, to say the least, eh, Ra? Um uh, obviously, the Hurricanes, you know, no matter how they go, they're still going to be in the playoffs. Um, the interesting game, I think, though, um, for this this weekend is going to be between the Lions and the Bulls. Whoever wins that game, I believe, will go in into the playoffs. But, they've got, you know, whichever team, because um, they're both one and two at in the top of their conference at the moment. So that's going to be an interesting one, eh? Yeah, the two juggernauts of uh, South African uh, rugby and, uh, you know, a couple of good sides there, Keithy. They've got a good blend of uh, experience and, and young players. But uh, I don't know what it is with South African rugby. They've sort of let it uh, let, let, let their play dwindle over the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, maybe because this is a World Cup year, who knows that they may be playing a psychological kind of uh, game with, that, with them. But um, still a couple of strong squads here and uh, I'm going to put my money on the Lions this time. Usually back the Bulls, but I think uh, the Bulls are going to feel the bite of the Lions. Mm, okay, fair enough. That, that should be a good game. And, and you know, the, the thing that we tend to complain about when it comes to Super Rugby is the way that the format is kind of set up. Because um, it's just, I don't know, so ugly, but they need to do something um, with the way the playoffs go, you know, who plays who, etc., etc. It's not very clear, is it, Ra? Yeah, but that's, that's always going to be an issue, Keithy, because, you know, the nature of the, the competition is that it's, you've got about three or four countries, different time zones, and, you know, huge amounts of travel. Um, so, yeah, logistically, trying to trying to map out and plan an itinerary and draw is, is never going to be an easy job. And, you know, you don't envy any of the, 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 the uh, administrators who, who are given that task because, you know, you can't keep every side happy and um, you've got to make a few allowances and it's just a give and take um, but that's that's the nature of international kind of provincial sport um, you know as I made mention the distances travelled and the time zones you're never gonna you're never gonna get it right there's always going to be uh, you know those who aren't happy with the, uh, who's playing where and at what time but I think so far you know they've been able to do a pretty balanced uh, job um, I don't know what what the what the what the the sort of rest field or secret to, to getting it right is. Maybe sort of have all the games in one country and uh, you know they're, 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 mm. they're different fields, but hard, uh, even yeah. that would be uh, yeah. a mission too hard. So True that. yeah, yeah. So they're going to have to that. put up with it for for quite a little while yet. Yeah? But surely anything's better than this current system. I need yes. you have a degree in mathematics to be able to make know. this system out. Mm. It's a joke. Uh, I don't know how, how many teams are there, eighteen or nineteen or something. Uh, fifteen. Fifteen at the moment, though they're going to drop one of the teams, uh, the oh, Sunwolves. Okay, well maybe they should just play each other once on a home, I know wherever. Yeah. And then the top four sides after that play each other off in a, in a, in a final series because uh, 
you're not going to see them. Unless your surname's Einstein, you, you've got no hope of figuring it out. <laughs> I think <laughs> even Einstein. Einstein's on this show. Yeah, bro. Bro, I think even Einstein would have trouble. <laughs> I think even Einstein would have trouble trying to work out how this oh, bro, they, works. They, they, they'd, they'd have to bring in quantum theory and all that sort of stuff <laughs> that's, that's beyond yours, mine, and Jason's sort of scope of, uh, of reality. But, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, it's never going to be an, an easy job. And uh, I think uh, when you get it, uh, that might be the simplest solution. Maybe keep it in-house each country and then the winners go into, you know, instead of all the different teams travelling all over the place, because, yeah, mm. it does get a little bit of a higgledy It's very messy, very messy. Anyway, uh, for sure, the, the teams that will, that, that are for certain into the playoffs, um, the Crusaders, the Hagawaris, and also the Brumbies, by right of uh, actually winning the uh, their um, conferences. Uh, the Hurricanes, without a doubt, uh, they they are in. And the final team that will make it into the uh, into the um, Super Rugby playoffs, uh, like I said, either it's going to be the Bulls or the Lions. That game will be decided by whichever team wins um, their game, which is on tomorrow morning at uh, 3.15. So, uh, yeah, that that's going to be a real interesting one. Let's move on now. Basketball, eh, uh, Ra? The war, uh, the Warriors were defeated by the Raptors over there in Oakland. Um, you were you you had picked it actually when we talked about the final series. So uh, for the first time ever, the NBA um, champions, uh, Canadians, yes, <laughs> were they're a Canadian team. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, that's a good thing. I mean, you know, for for the sport, I'm not if you're an American fan, obviously, because uh, you know they win some uh, they win some happy champions. But I don't know, it's it's, it's always good for uh, you know if you're the sole team representing your country, sort of thing. And uh, you know, Toronto um, have got some some good players. There was a little talk about a, a bit of disharmony in the side because of the makeup of the team. But um, you know, on the quarters is where it where it matters, and and the boys pulled together, and yeah. uh, you know, thanks in part to a lot of injuries for for the Warriors, um, you know, you know, um, it just everything just fell into and and the place there, Keithy, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you couldn't get a better team to take out the NBA championship. Yeah, I think one of the main things was that uh, Kyle Lowry, who's the starting point guard, he you know had to get used to playing without um, Demar Derozan. Who obviously was traded to the um, San Antonio Spurs for what I think obviously turned out to be probably their best move and getting Kawhi Leonard, and uh, you know without Kawhi obviously they wouldn't have done as well, um, which goes to show because he became he's the uh, Finals MVP um, uh, out of the six games, so it was uh, real interesting. Um, at the very least, to yeah, how, and, how and he's the talk of the town at that yes. moment. Uh, you know, um, I remember somebody was asking me, is his name Carfi? You know, they thought he had a bit of Māori in him, you know, <laughs> with the way his name spelled Carfi. Leonard and I, and I yeah. had to double check, and I said, "No, no, no, it's Kawhi Leonard." But uh, I think he's, uh, he's 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 going to be moving on to to another another side, maybe. Uh, no, mm. You know, he'll, he'll he'll get a huge offer as a lot of those players yes. will in, in Toronto, and uh, deservedly so. You know. Um, 
yeah, they beat one of the favourite teams. And, uh, the you know, favourite it's, team, it's, yeah. it's good for basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and I, I love Kai. I, my dislike of Americans, they're, they're uppity, you know, yeah. kind of uh, always think they're the best at everything. It's, it's always good when, you know, Canada. Canada's like New Zealand and yes. Australia's like America down, down under. So good on uh, Toronto. Uh, well, well, one of the um, main things was, uh, you know, uh, why Golden State went down, but they went down fighting with some they had major injuries yeah. Kevin Durant uh you know he was yeah, rushed back my son and I, my son probably more so is a huge OKC okay, fan see, yeah. when he left Same. when he left the thunder my Me son too. Yep. took a cigarette outside and burnt it <laughs> so he actually I, I rang home yesterday because I've forgotten something and he answered the phone I said what are you, what are you doing at home you're supposed to be at work he goes oh Game six, mate. Uh, yeah. And the, and the Warriors are going down. I had to see this. So, <laughs> so he's made up some, you know, yeah. excuse to get off work and he went home and, you know, Fair enough. happy. He rang me back after the game. He goes, yeah, take that. <laughs> and, and also the Canadian-American thing too, like Russ. Yes. Yes. Whether, yeah. whether Canadians and the Aussies are the, the Yanks, definitely. I'll I tell you what, though. It was one heck of a game. Now, I'm not, mm. sh- I'm not sure if you watched it, Ra, but i tell you what. Man, the ups and downs, like Toronto were let out for most of the first half. Then they got overtaken, overhauled, I guess you could say, by um, Golden State, who were able to lead uh, most of the third quarter before um, they came back. Man, it was just one heck of a game. Oh, it was was one of those games that went in ebbs and flows. And, uh, you know, those are the games you like to watch because they're not, they're not so predictable. Great game, yes. And, and, uh, you know, keeps you on the edge of your seat depending on on which side you support. But uh, I hear that um, that, uh, Golden State, they're going to be moving venues as well as, uh, I forget where, Um, but I hear that they're going to be trading up uh, where they play. Right. Uh, and moving on somewhere else. A new stadium. Is that mm. right? Okay. Yeah, just across the Bay Bridge into San Francisco. So they've been based out of Oakland for the last you know, few seasons. Yeah. And uh, Oracle Stadium was its last game last night. And they're moving across the, basically across the Brooklyn, the across Bay Bridge into right. San Francisco. So, yeah, but, you know, another reason I don't like the Warriors is that, what's his name? Iguodala? Iguodala. Andre Iguodala. Yeah. He sort of rubbished the hucker a few years ago. Right. Um, right. And then there's that Draymond Green who had a bit of a run-in with our bro, oh, Yes, Stephen Adams. Adams. Yep. Yeah. So, that's and, and and because they're called the Warriors, that's another reason. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Warriors fans. <laughs> 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 so if you draw a few parallels of the Warriors got beaten last night, you know, two Warriors get beaten to two teams. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, the old warrior, the old Warriors from uh, Mount Smart, uh, let me down. But no. Nah, so, yeah, well done to the uh, Toronto Raptors. 24 years in the competition yes. they won their first title. So there's hope for other Warriors teams that have been around for 24 years or 25 years. Or <laughs> there's there's, there's parallels again. We live in a parallel universe. You know, True. True. True indeed. Um, now, also, uh, there's a bit of golf now. Um, Lydia Ko, who, who still hasn't, hasn't been doing all too well, but I think it was, oh, I can't remember, it was last week. Um, I think it was during the US Open, the Women's US Open, um, there, JT, where she um, managed to hit a goal in uh, a hole in one, I should say. She she hit a, a hole in one, 
And um, even though she, you know, didn't do too well or, or, or win anything, what she decided to do is she decided to um, shout beer to all of those um, in the media who were watching um, uh, that. So I'm not sure if you heard about that, but uh, that's a good Kiwi tradition, isn't that's it? What I did think, Keith, at the time when I heard it, I thought, the FC's uh, the old Kiwi culture's rubbing off on there. <laughs> shout the bar. Yes. <laughs> have you ever had to shout the bar yourself there, uh, JT? Yes, I have, uh, I've, have. I've had the privilege of fitting a hole in one uh, only last year, in fact. Oh, wow. Uh, at the Rabina Golf Club, the third is 143 metres. Uh, oh. So I used a, uh, a six iron. Right. It bounced on the front of the green and rolled straight towards the cup, and I thought, that's going to go close, boys. And uh, yeah, she rolled straight in. So. Nice. You had to shut the bar that day. It cost me a couple hundred bucks, but uh, fair yeah, enough. No, though I've got the ball, and the other three guys that played with me all signed it. Right, they're, they're, they're all no names like me, of course. But you know, <laughs> well, it is, one of those things, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is something I guess that you know you one can be proud of because it doesn't happen all too often, eh, JT? No, like I've you know just talked about it with other people and they've played the game you know 30, 40 years. Yeah, haven't you know haven't got right. one of those things. But uh, if you're lucky enough to ever to BS one, well then, uh, yeah, good. Absolutely, absolutely. Also uh, happening out there in sport now, um, the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup is uh, taking place. Um, Australia were able to do, uh, come back. They were two nil, oh, two nil down against Brazil in their uh, latest clash, which happened yesterday. Uh, they were, uh, however, able to come back to beat. Brazil 3-2 in an interview um, by the captain Sam Kerr uh, she was able to uh, to say on TV suck on that one <laughs> I thought you were going to say that was a close shave <laughs> Could have given been. their opponents yes yes well true true but uh, yeah also, New Zealand. Now they went down one nil to um, the Netherlands um, last week. So close. I think it was on Wednesday that game it was such a close game. Good game though. Uh, I, I, oh, it was just uh, heartbreaking to see the Netherlands win. I think in um, two minutes in overtime. So yeah, great game. Uh, what else has happened in sport there? Uh, anything there, JT? Yeah, well, you have to uh, commend the genius that decided to have the Cricket World Cup in uh, England and yes. not, not schedule in reserve days because we've lost, what, three matches, I think, mm. due to the uh, beautiful English summer conditions. So, yeah, a bit unfortunate for the Black Caps. They didn't get to see how good they were going against India because that would have been a, been a good yardstick for us to measure where we were at in terms of this tournament uh, to play against the Indians, but uh, unfortunately not to be due to the weather. Yeah. But, well, uh, yeah. One of the good things that has come out is um, uh, from, from that for New Zealanders, and that's been led by New Zealanders, the sportsmanship on the field, though, way. Eh? I mean, um, uh, with what happened against Afghanistan, um, you know, uh, that's just showing. I guess you know there are more. There's more to sport than just the actual sport. You know, it's about the spirit of the game when it comes to cricket, isn't it, um, JT? Yeah, and unfortunately that's uh, lost a lot of the time yes. on certain nations, well, one in particular, yes. where I live. Yeah. You know, they, they push the envelope sometimes a bit too far. They, they do cross that line in the sand a lot of the time. So I can't wait until when they play England, mate, because the, the Barmy Army did an absolutely yes. give us that, 
dickhead Dave Warner. Yeah, yeah. And good job. Yeah. Well, uh, and he also notched up a, a, a century too against, who did he play against? Was it Sri Lanka? No, it wasn't Sri Lanka. Uh, Pakistan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I remember watching that in the crowd. It's got to be the least clapped for country I've ever seen <laughs> by a full house crowd. Not, not many people clapped. <laughs> Fair enough, eh? Fair enough. Um, also, the uh, netballers, our netball girls, they, they go into a five-day camp over there on the Sunshine Coast. Um, uh, thanks, of course, to their uh, coach. Uh, she'll hopefully be getting them um, up for shape to go into the uh, World Cup. So, uh, yeah, the, the girls, for without a doubt, have got to be looking forward to that. Well, that pretty much uh, ends us off here on Full Time. Uh, however, the best part of our show is still to come, which, of course, is the end part. The part that, uh, you know, we're able to get our angst released out into the universe. The part of uh, our show that we call... Put the boot in! My Put the Boot in is going out to... And it's been a big thing for the week. A huge talking point around the country, I dare say. And that is, of course, Oranga Tamariki. Now, um, there've been, you know, a lot of children, in particular Māori children, throughout the years, for for decades, have been getting uplifted and moved on to what's called the state system. And this has been happening probably, uh, possibly for a century, if not, or, or, or maybe even longer. But um, Oranga Tamariki, uh, they, they were shown by newsroom.co.nz how their process is of uplifting a child. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't children out there that need to be uplifted, but the process that was shown by Newsroom um, definitely uh, showed that there isn't too much, you know, that Oranga Tamariki certainly aren't too flash when it comes to, or trustworthy, or even trustworthy when it comes to doing the things that they do, and also how the system uh, seems to work against individual whānau. Uh, and it's almost like a bullying um, thing that uh, happens to go on, especially when a mother of a child has been up all day trying to look after their child, trying to get some rest with her child, and has to stay up to try and protect her child from, from being taken by Oranga Tamariki from about 8.30 till 1 o'clock in the morning, or 2 o'clock in the morning, which is, in my opinion, just ridiculous. So there we go. My um, put the boot in goes out to Oranga Tamariki. That's my... Put the boot in! Uh, my boot's going into, I think, government politics again, but uh, that scumbag Christchurch shooter, uh, they finally showed his face on TV uh you know, they need to deport him back to, to the land of his birth, Australia. He's going to cost the country a heck of a lot of money. Um, I hear that uh, an average prisoner they incarcerate uh, costs over $100,000 um, a year. So for that, that guy 
probably going to cost a bit more. And you know, my issue is that that's more than what a lot of Kiwis actually make in a year. You know, just to just to house and to the upkeep of these scumbags. So uh, yeah, they need to get rid of this guy. Send them back to Aussie. That's my put the burden. Put the burden. Yeah, boys, my put the burden today goes to the stupid lady at the airport the other night. We were at gate seventy nine. Heading to Wellington on Virgin Air, Gate 78, Virgin Airlines as well, heading to Auckland. Gate 78 asked for all those that had uh, priority boarding to start boarding. So this lady goes to our counter and demands that she be let on the flight because she has priority boarding. So she's basically big noting herself saying, I've got priority boarding, I've got priority boarding, look at me, look at me. And the plane hadn't even arrived yet for her to get on. So maybe they should have just let her out and walk, push off the end of the air bridge. And then she realised, then the lady says, look, the plane's not even here, love, rah, 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 and us will be boarding past and then, uh, hello, she's not even on our flight, which was going to Wellington. <laughs> which actually, if you look at it, she could have gone on anyway, because we went to Bloomin' Auckland. Why put the burden goes to this stupid lady? <laughs> put the burden! Plenty of stupid ladies around, AJT. Eh, there are just plenty of them around. They're everywhere, bro. Everywhere. Oh, my wife's in the room with me, mate, so I can't agree with you. You, you know, I love the persona and the way they carry themselves, especially this one at the airport. I mean, she was a, as they say in Australia, mate, she's a goose. <laughs> so who, who's this guy um, you were talking about there, Ralph? Uh, it's only that mass shooter key. Oh, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just a little known guy who went down to Christchurch right. and then committed, uh, you know. So, some, what, uh, $100,000 just to house him and feed him and well, blah, well, that, blah, blah, blah? No, that's, that's just for an average uh, run of the oh, milk, right. I think. Uh, you know, for this guy, you're probably looking at uh, throwing another 50 grand plus a year just to keep him incarcerated. And, uh, you know, that sort of makes you wonder heck, that's more than what a lot of ordinary people busting their butt out there working. You know, day in, day out, make, uh, and, uh, yeah, and a scumbag like that, well, all, all our tax-paying dollars, Keithy, but that's say, uh, you know, you've got to house them and put them somewhere, or send them back to Australia, that's what I say. Well, they, they, they've been, the Aussies have been sending... Um... Exactly, they've been sending our, our, our uh, you know, ones back home, so... Yeah. Oh, oh, Save us money in the long run, maybe. I yeah. don't know. It's just funny how, how money seems to be the cause of a lot of... Um, things in this country, eh? Oh, yeah, well. that makes the world uh, go around me, reckon, I, I suppose I so. I suppose so. Anyway, uh, Ralph, thanks for joining us once again. Awesome to be able to catch up with you. Uh, no doubt we'll be able to catch up with you on um, Wednesday, eh, bro? Yeah, we'll be back on our midweek special, and as I think he says, that warm sun's come out, which is, uh, as I may mention, it's part of the show. It's un- unseasonable, unusual for the time of the year, but that's um, nice and warm, beautiful. It is indeed. Also, uh, Reno Wilkinson hopefully will join us back, well, I'm pretty sure he will, on Wednesday. Uh, he's been a busy man, old Reno. But uh, I'd like to say a big thank you once again going out to our, uh, to our man JT down there in Wellington, at least for a week. So uh, hopefully you enjoy uh, your um, return home there, eh, bro? Yeah, still one in big keys. Nice. I'm going to eventually get up. It'll probably be about Tuesday, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, bro. Anyway, uh, everyone out there, have a good one and uh, have a safe one in particular.